Trying something new, are we? Yeah, going to be a little bit fancy. A little bit fancy. Um, welcome back to a new podcast and um, parallel video happening at the same time. Yeah, we're doing a little bit. Of, we're multitasking at the moment. Well, because it's hard to post stuff on Instagram. Exactly. So we need a little bit more content and things like that. And this is what day two of, of lockdown does. Is it really imbues the creativity. Creative creativity two. is going to be real. Can't believe it's day two. Only day two. <laughs> To be fair, we have been yeah, we've here been like pretty much eight days now. the same as lockdown rules for ourselves. Yeah. Since Wednesday last week. Eight mm. days. No, nine, ten, ten days now. Yeah. But I think I had a little bit of a break. I made a run to Komiki for a little bit. And yeah. Anyway. Crazy. Anyway. So um, today's podcast. Yeah, today's podcast. Shanti, you've got a much better grasp of explaining this. So just explain it. And well, well, yeah. To be fair, I... I came across it today in first person, um, and then I let Luke know about it afterwards. But um, we've talked about him before. He's a Slovenian um, philosopher, psychoanalyst, um, who speaks a lot. He's quite. He's getting becoming more and more well renowned. Um, we actually shared uh, an interview of his on the Filler Talks Facebook page a while ago, um, about a week ago. He had uh, a certain perspective on. Um, how coronavirus is going to change the world or like the opportunities we have to restructure the way we look at society and basically work together and ideas of unity, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I came across a, a older recording that uh, someone had shared um, on Instagram and the crux of what he's saying in the recording is uh, super interesting and it speaks to a lot of things that can come up or it, it basically it can move into like so many things in modern mm. society. So what he says in a nutshell, and I'm paraphrasing, is there exist beliefs that can function without anyone believing them to be true, basically. So the example um, he made was ironically, and this was a few years ago, a toilet paper example, mm. but obviously super pertinent to here and now. Um, there's been toilet paper shortages throughout the West and even in yeah. other parts of the world. Um, and the idea is that there may be no one that believes, we may all believe that there's enough toilet paper for everyone, but because we're worried that not everyone knows that there's enough toilet paper for everyone, we still go to the shop and overbuy. Mm. And as a result, we create a sh shortage of toilet paper because yeah. we disrupt the supply chain and there ends up not being enough toilet paper for everyone because some people have hoarded. Um, so a belief that we all knew to be not true, i.e. that there's not enough toilet paper for everyone. The fact is there is, and we all knew that, but we were worried other people didn't know that and we made it true that there wasn't, any toilet, there wasn't enough toilet paper for everyone by... Like no, not so believing something. Yeah, like, it's bizarre. So, so panic buying, panic buying toilet paper in this instance isn't logical, because if you assume everyone consumes toilet paper at the same rate, it doesn't make any sense for there to be any shortage of toilet paper. Right. Because we've always had, if not an oversupply of toilet paper. Mm. You know. So, it's 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 an example of of an idea that 
But now this is the issue that I have with this thing is that because people don't believe it to be true, the issue that this comes down to very simple facts is that the reason people panic buy is because they don't believe there's going to be enough toilet paper, even though that's not logical. Because of course there's going to be enough toilet paper. Why wouldn't it be? That makes sense. But then in their heads they're like, oh no, no, everything's collapsed, and the one thing that's going to go missing is toilet paper. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's 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 very much just an example of. Um, of like crowd mentality of the same thing of like I'm particularly uncomfortable in large crowds of people because like as a kid my dad once told me a story of like oh my word if you're even in a massive stadium people rush out you're going to get trampled to death mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not really logical yeah I'll but, stuff like that you know it, so. exactly and it's like this weird kind of thing of it doesn't make any sense outside of the situation where it happens mm-hmm. you know and that's mm-hmm. similar to the toilet thing is that these are these are not silly people buying toilet paper. Everyone's like, no, no, no. The best solution to the problem is to buy toilet paper. You know, and then thereby creating a non-existent threat to become, yeah. to, to like exist. Yeah. Which is basically then just a lack, like a miseducation thing. Um, or a lack of education. Mis- it's, it's, it's not even education. It's a misinformation. It's a misthought. Misthought, yeah. It's, it's just a moment of where you, your thought process is but, incorrect. But what's interesting is how infectious that is. Yeah. Is how easily a misthought is then So I think spread. The, the, you were making a point at the beginning there saying like, although, okay, this is a scenario in life because yeah, he speaks to it. It's a general thing that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can create these situations. Yeah, yeah. We can make things like yeah, 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 the title yeah. of what you said. Um, we can make things true even by not believing them, by like acting on it. So yeah. like acting to act as opposed to yeah. acting on something you believe to be true. Yeah. But the point that you brought up in this specific scenario is, yes, there were definitely people who believed we were run out of toilet paper. Yeah. However stupid or illogical that is, yeah. those people did exist. That's true. Um, and, and that contributed, that made what was happening worse. Yeah. So there were people who knew that there wasn't toilet paper shortage that went and bought, out a, bought a whole lot of toilet paper. And then there were people who were genuinely worried that there was a toilet paper shortage for whatever dumb reason there it was. There must be some law and that there. governs. Like, this seems like a very economical... I'm, I'm just spitballing right now, but I'm pretty sure... Like, listen, guys, if any of you know what this, what this term is in economics, but it seems like a quite a logical thing of, of mass... Because the same thing with stock. Stock prices. It's a... Uh, I think it's... It is. Well, am, am, I, exactly. am, I, am I going off no, on a no, tangent no, at no, this no. point? Because I, I feel like it's... Conceptually, connect. it's the same thing. You're connecting it to what happened with the bond market. But, but not only that, like, you can connect it to a lot of things. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's similar to like a revolution. But that's, like, but that's what we're talking about. It's a cascading right? effect of is human it's, feelings. It's, like you said, is infectious. So mm-hmm. you, the whole, you're basing your actions on what you think other people believe. So you're basing things on something yes. you cannot know to be true. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So we that do that sense. all the that time. Makes sense. Absolutely. We yeah. do it all the time with everything. So that's why this is such an interesting thing. And we can actually start drawing connections to a whole lot of different stuff. Yeah. Because, yeah, we do do that all the time. It's like... But this isn't necessarily, like, now that, now that we've made that connection, this isn't necessarily always a bad thing. Because on the reverse side of this is that we all believe money to have value. And therefore money has value. But, you know, you, you understand what I'm trying to say? Am I going, am I going way too far off? No, no, continue with what you said. So, we, so, so money as a concept exists. Out, money as a thing has no value. 
Because like gold, right. gold is a pretty useless thing in general. Like there's nothing or value. Just use paper notes. Just paper notes. Paper notes are pretty useless. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. But we all agree that this paper note denotes a value, right? And therefore we agree that we'll transfer things according to this paper note. But it only works because we all believe it works. Yeah. If we all if we disagreed on the fact that that paper doesn't actually have value, then it, the whole the whole system would fall apart. Yeah. You know? So it's then it's basically is it not groupthink in that sense then? I think I think that the difference the different uh, that that's true about how money works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's different concept to this because it this is like um, we we know we know something. Okay, there is enough toilet paper. Okay, I would I, I don't would think dispute, people, I would dispute that fact. I feel like that's the whole point of this, is that people, if we were to ask someone who did panic buy, do you believe that there's enough toilet paper in the world? They'd be like, no. No, uh, that would be, I think that would be their immediate response. But if you, if you actually got discussed, down to it, exactly. not discussed it, just we're like, no, but like, if you think about the market in South Africa, okay, do you believe that they would, there's a toilet paper shortage? And what reason do you have to believe that? They'd be like, but I think there'd be th- no answer to that. But then I think also the other other side playing playing the reverse side of it is is that they were like it's not the fact that there isn't enough toilet paper in this moment right now. It's I don't know if there's going to be enough toilet paper in two weeks from now when I'm going to need it. You know. But then I think the interesting thing is then why did you buy enough toilet paper for three years? Because it wasn't the fact that people bought enough toilet paper for like maybe like three months. You know, mm. like it was like. I'm buying a toilet paper for a year. Like, yeah, but, I mean, generally, like, you buy, you'd buy. I wouldn't. I don't buy toilet paper more than once a month. No, I buy no. for a month. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you do I'm buy in think, advance. I think, yeah, like, you but, do buy in advance, but you don't buy three years because that's the thing is that that's the argument. Is then it becomes like, oh, yeah, but we're talking very much about. Let's get into the actual concept here because um, we're talking a lot about toilet paper. <laughs> Unfortunately, and I'm, no, no, no. I'm so bored of the toilet paper discussion because <coughs> it's just really annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's a good example to start off with because I okay. think okay. most people experience that. Okay. Um, but like, I think what it the interesting place where it takes us though is that idea that we we act to act as opposed to act on things we believe to be true. So our actions often aren't governed by things we believe to be true even. They're governed by other people's actions, other people's intentions. Mm. General, like, we let society Mm. and norms and conventions control our actions as opposed to even, like, we may even have a clear thought of knowing something's true, but we may not let that affect our actions whatsoever, which is bizarre, right? I think that's the super interesting thing that comes out of this is like, why are we so caught that, up with what everyone else is doing? So it's not even about your individual belief. It's about your belief of what other people are believing. Yeah. That's, it's, got, it's got nothing to do with it. your own thoughts. It's that I'm trying to think of other examples besides the toilet paper. Well, can I, can I do a reverse example where the outcome is positive? Okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, where I found this post today, it was shared by an Indian guy um, let me get his name here you guys can follow him um, he has some pretty interesting posts uh, Karan V dot E E R 
on Instagram. That's K-A-R-A-N-V dot E-E-R. Um, anyway, he was the one who shared the post. I have to give him creds. Um, and he wrote a whole piece on, yeah. inspired by what Slavov Zizek was saying. Um, and basically, he, he made an example, interesting example of something that actually happened in India, in the northern parts of India, at least, um, during this crisis was the exact opposite. So people were concerned that in the same way they were concerned that people would, that everyone was concerned that other people would stockpile um, like rice, right? And like buy too much rice. Mm. So on the opposite end, instead of placing themselves at the center of the universe, a lot of people were like, I'm worried people are going to buy too much rice. So I'm going to buy less so that it doesn't run out. So everyone bought less than they would normally buy, which meant there was a surplus of rice left over, which meant that you could so always go back and so buy foreign. more rice. It's so, like, I know, like, it so makes sense. So that's weird to us, right? So weird. so weird. So that's just a big cultural difference. But yeah. the same functions at play, yes. they, still, yes. they still let uh, the worry of other people's actions govern what they did, as opposed yeah. to they knew there was enough rice for everyone, but they didn't trust that people would allow there to be enough rice for everyone. You know, they thought people would oh, be so greedy, good. so they acted in a way that, to make sure that that didn't happen. Um, Which and is crazy. It's exactly the same thing, <laughs> but op- opposite yeah, result, yeah, yeah. you know? Oh, I mean, that, I mean, that speaks volumes to, like, societal norms and cultures. And, and I, when, when Shanti first mentioned this to me, I said something, I was like, oh, well, that's a good example of showing us that morals are entirely um, cultural-based and it's got nothing to do with the individual. Because at the end, you make you make decisions on how you believe everyone else is going to make a decision. Um, yeah, you know, I so think that like, we we often let our ethics be governed by what other people are going to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. I'm, I, yeah, so that, that, that those are two examples of it happening, um, and and so it's basically like just concepts can exist. In, uh, in, in our minds, we can invent concepts in other people's minds. Yeah. You know? Because there's no way to know what other people think. We can only imagine what they would think according to our own frame of reference. Because yeah. that, then it comes back to the thing is that it is kind of us projecting ourselves into other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that probably speaks volumes into the Western culture that we're so individualistic that the immediate reaction was, okay, cool. I need to get as much as I can right now. Yeah. Um, because someone else is going to take mine. Yeah. It's probably not very healthy. So, bringing us to that, um, yeah, we can call it a westernized culture, that egoistic way of thought. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's interesting because it's drilled into us, at least us who grew up in Western cultures, um, and in South Africa, we're very westernized, I'd say, in general. Um, and we believe that, we get taught that human nature is egoistic. We are naturally egoistic, and even the most egalitarian views on the world generally from a western perspective say that human nature is self-interested it's we self-interested we're always going to act in that way there's no way to combat that feeling right Mm. so that's drilled into us from a from a young age um and the interesting thing is uh the examples um that this guy karan um brought up was that we often when we placed in pressure scenarios, 
we notice how people don't act like act like that at all. Mm. He made an example, a fictional example, um, in the uh, from the movie The Dark Knight Rises, where the Joker has the, those two boats, and yeah, the yeah. one's got civilians, the other one's got criminals, and they've both got buttons to basically blow the other one's boat up. And there's a lot of discussion on the civilian one. Oh, we should blow up the criminals because they deserve to be blown up. But then there's other people arguing, mm. no, that's not fair. They're already paying for what they've done. And then on the criminal's side, one of the criminals, you know, like, takes the button and he throws it overboard or something. I'm very unclear mm. exactly what happened in the movie. But the point is, in the end, no, no, no one presses the button because they, um, they all end up choosing everyone else as opposed yeah, yeah. to their individual things. So they make that different choice, you know? Yeah, and I think like, that happens. I think it happens in real life as well. Yeah. It's like, it's like, is, is the human actually self-sacrificing normally? Like, is the human self-sacrificing or self-interested? Self-sacrifice. Oh, are you or, saying is, are we actually, or, self- or it's the same question. You can ask right. either way. You can yeah, be like, yeah. are, are you, are we actually right. self-interested or are we taught to be self-interested or actually we are naturally self-sacrificing and, the thing is, is that I think we are, um, and I think this comes. This, this is probably an interesting way of looking at it. Is that we are self-sacrificing in the Western culture with with people we we can see it directly who who directly affects. So, explain um, like I'm self-sacrificing in my core group of friends and my family. Mm. All right. Um, some. Oh, I don't remember. I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm speaking for myself. I say okay, cool. But someone I never meet, Jim from. Um, the Ukraine not particularly self-sacrificing for Jim don't know Jim interesting name for a Ukrainian <laughs> but yeah <laughs> random guy yeah yeah random guy um, and so like the thing is I think in the western cultures that we're taught to be self-sacrificing inside of a family unit yeah. or, or like a, a close social net thing and I think that's the main difference between east and west is that is the east is quite holistic or just non-western culture or just non-western culture yeah. true 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 is that it's just that it's very much everyone's like we're all in this together that's that's kind of maybe that you could say it's buddhist and stuff like that i guess but i think it's interesting that this example of the joker thing came from a very western yeah because it challenges it challenges our idea of the self you know and that's what any good art piece yeah will do it will ask questions of things we think are natural you know um but i think it's a good question for us all to ask ourselves um Oh, like, because because you said something to me when we discussed this example earlier. You're like, well, is it bad that like I would press the button? Yeah. And I I didn't argue with you because like I don't know. Maybe I would press the button. Yeah. But my question, and it's to myself as well, is, would you though? Like in the actual yeah, yeah, situation, yeah. if you're confronted with you having a finger on people's lives, yeah, where you have to, and I always say yes. I choose myself above. Everyone else, I do say that. Like yeah. I, I've been known to say that. Yeah. But my question is an interesting question. Like, would I actually, in that scenario, or am I just taught that that's what I would? You do? know. But then, but then now, yeah. Now, now this might be another step. But is that any different from us staying indoors now during coronavirus? Yeah. The fact that we have the opportunity to go outside. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, not really. But like, my point is that we could just go outside and like cough at people. You know, right. we don't know whether we have coronavirus, but we could. Yeah. All right. And, but we're self-sacrificing now. And even yeah. on social media and Instagram, everyone's going through this the same thing. We're all like, don't go outside, stay together. It's yeah. not about you. It's about other people. Yeah. 
Is that not a similar example? Yeah. To okay. the thing of we're immediately giving up our own self-satisfaction at this point yeah. to collectively help everyone else. Yes. You know? This is... I'm so glad you brought it up. Yeah. This is precisely... Because I was speaking like... Um, oh, um, you know, like if we were actually put... Our, if we put ourselves in that scenario <laughs> where we're on the boat... Hey, we're literally in a global crisis right now, right? And... The overwhelming answer is Everyone yeah, do your part We're all going to do our part Like yeah. That's the overwhelming Yes, there's people who aren't like that Like <clears throat> America <laughs> But like And even though The even governmental structures happening. in America Are maybe not doing the right thing On the things, ground, the, people are Exactly Like all the Americans I have on social media and stuff Or follow yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. The, It's the same There's yeah. a global feeling that yeah. We're going to work together There's unity in Fighting this thing And it just shows you Like Like you're absolutely right Like yeah. People like You Me The rest of us That are Young Healthy Like We've been told Over and over again it, In fact it's been drilled into us You're not going to die From this thing It's not going to kill you you mm-hmm. you're most I mean, likely going to okay, be fine Quickly Fake news Potentially it can Alright We're just doing this As a conceptual argument At this point um, Yeah, yeah sure gonna, Sure uh, okay. It can It can A flu can kill anyone yeah, yeah. Okay The point is That it's been it, whether it's true or not. It's been drilled into us. Yeah. It's something we now believe as young, fit, healthy people. Mm. Oh, we're not going to die. We're fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we comforted ourselves. Yeah. But knowing that, if we were really super self-interested, yeah, we could carry on running our businesses and going to the shops and living our lives and stuff. Yeah. You know. But the point, and <laughs> I keep coming back to Slavo. <laughs> but he made in that interview we shared was that like that's the choice we've been asked to make like what type of animal are we yeah are we just an evolutionary ape or is there something more spiritual about us that wants to be a part of something bigger you know something uh that you really know, draws yeah, us yeah. together something where we're able to do something for the good of everyone else even if it hurts ourselves yeah. And it seems like the answer is yes. Yeah. You know, now that we've actually been put in this like yeah. bizarre, unprecedented scenario, it seems like people are choosing that. Um, and it's and you know the yeah. thing is, it's only working because of this concept of the fact that we believe everyone else feels the same way to we do. Yeah, we trust yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. We trust in which, that which, which, which is this, which is this. We we all believe. That we all believe it's better for us to stay inside. Yeah. So that we're all going to stay inside, you know. So then it's like social conform at 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 some level. But yeah. the point is, is that it's the thing is that we make this belief of it's necessary for us to stay inside true, mm. you know. And it, even though it is necessary for us to stay inside, the idea is is that I know that all of my friends are staying inside. So I'm not going to be the guy that's going to go outside and, and do anything. Yeah, we've you created know? a new social. Um, Norm. Yeah. Like it's now it's socially n- normal to stay inside yeah. right now in this like scenario. I got shouted at someone. I went to the shops and, um, and I told her, I was like, oh, I went to the shops. It was great. I'm not sick. She's like, oh, but someone else could be. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I was kidding. I was like, no, no, I feel fine. My, my point was is that I went to the shops, came back. It was great. Pick and place, doing a fantastic job. Hand sanitizer everywhere. Glad I'm not sick. Yeah. You know, and then her immediate reaction was, yeah, but don't think about yourself. Right. Think about everyone else. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. I get that. that you were, that's not what I was trying you to were say. Joking, but yeah. You know. But yeah, people are we policing each other and yeah. um, and in this scenario it's great. 
Yeah. Coming to maybe something we can end off on is that exact thing that like uh, letting we like self police each other socially, right? Yeah. So like when it comes to social media and like online presence and stuff like that, we get all, we get fed all this information. You know, like people are doing stuff. Literally, you're like, oh, do it for the gram, do it for the gram, do it for this and that, do it for the clout. Like, we're doing stuff, we're doing actions for actions. Yeah. We're not doing them because we want to do them, you know? Like, people aren't posting, like, pictures of their actual lives. Mm. You know? People aren't posting things that they actually do. I think we get... I think that's changing. It's changing. Interestingly enough, it is, like... And you know, you know what it is? You know what it is? I think... I think, okay, now this is yeah. probably something, um, if I get too much into it, I'm not going to, so I'll just say it quickly, is that yeah. the thing is, is that what we're seeing is that the generation that grew up with the internet is now maturing. Mm. The millennials are now in a stage where now you're 25, you don't really care about what other people think. So now you're starting to post things that you just like. And I'm like, oh, I like this, I'm going to post it because I don't really care what other people think, getting married. So now we're seeing the transition from um, purely teenage I care what my peers think to now I'm like, listen, 25, 20, yeah, don't really care. I'm just going to post whatever I want. Yeah. And so that's now we're just seeing the internet mature. So I think what it actually is, is that social media is just a litmus test, a, lip, a litmus test. What is it? Lit, litmus. Litmus test yeah. for um, age. And we just, we just, I think that's just, well, that's so, the way I'm thinking about it. But that's a slightly sadder way than I would, well, not sad, but just less inspirational. To rather believe in that that like society's changing and no, because it's, like... it's humans are humans. We're using we're learning to use a new tool that was presented to us, and the generation that was using it was super young, and so we saw all the young annoying content, and now we're seeing normal content because everyone who can use it is like oh, I'm kind of over it. Oh, I don't know. Well, you I'm not are... convinced. Okay, well the other day you were loving the the, the Instagram things. Yeah, is that not because the now the the comedians of your generation are now confident enough to post on Instagram. No. No, do you think so? No, I I think a lot of the shit I was watching was probably posted by seventeen year olds. Exactly. But the thing is is that now they're conditioned because they're used to seeing the people they look up to are posting content that they feel is funny. And so now they're like, okay cool, we can post up this. But but definitely a topic for another time. Yeah I think it's definitely an interesting thing we've definitely branched off now. I think yeah, I think I just to finish off on why I thought Instagram was like is golden at the moment like there's just so much good shit yeah. is because we we all have fuck all to do <laughs> yeah, that too, that too. Uh, and a, a cool thing about uh, came up the other day and this is obviously a terrible it's a crisis yeah. you know we, we we privilege people sitting at home literally with enough money to with, survive this with type internet, of thing electricity running water food etc etc so for people like us, oh, it's not that bad. It's an opportunity to be creative. Oh, yeah, life's so good and stuff. Work on the goals you always want. So, like, being very aware of that. Yeah. It is an opportunity for people in our privileged situations to be creative. Yeah. You know, whether that's making fucking memes or TikToks or whatever. Yeah. Like podcasts, YouTube. Or podcasts or whatever. It's an opportunity yeah. to express creativity that you don't really have the time yeah, yeah, to do yeah, yeah. in um I'm honestly in boredom no. boredom forces creativity another podcast we should do is is the fact that with more time we have more creative content but we'll yeah. about that later cool okay. 
Awesome. Um, definitely branched off a little bit at the end there. But, yeah. um, but we're right. Yeah, we're, we're right where we wanted to be. Um, hope that was that was useful. Hope you guys are having a good time. Um, yeah. You know, in lockdown, uh, I'm pretty sure the whole planet's in lockdown at this point, except for America. Uh, <laughs> they're so, like in self lockdown. The government's like, do whatever you want. They're like, yeah, actually, we're gonna we're gonna, gonna lock down. We're gonna just stay at home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So otherwise, um, keep well, stay safe, stay healthy, and um, and yeah, we'll be um, making a podcast soon again. I think we've just discovered a lot of stuff that we want to chat about. Yeah. So sick. Take it easy. Yeah.